950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, the Matt McNeil Show, 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. Uh, some people are out at Loch Ness in Scotland, and as the headline, they've got, uh-oh, unexplained footage, and they say they heard some bizarre sounds. Well, if it's large lake monsters I want to talk about, there's only one guy I can think of bringing on in. Greg Bakken hosts Ghost Box Radio, 10 o'clock weeknights right here on AM 950. It's exceptional. Uh, I was listening to his show this weekend as well. Good stuff. He's kind enough to do, join us today to talk the Loch Ness Monster. Hi, Greg. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. How's the show going? The show is going really well. It's a lot of fun to do. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about it when I was getting ready for talking with you and I was thinking about how, uh, you know, I just think about stuff I want to find out more about in this field that I've put so much time and effort into. And I just reach out to people and I ask them if they want to come on the show so I can learn about it as well. And it's like, can't be better than that. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's, it, you, you tell me something I don't know. I love doing this job, man. I get to talk to who, right? the people I want to talk to. It's fantastic. You, of course, we talk ghosts with you. We have talked yep. aliens with you. What, where mm-hmm. where are you at on the monster catalog? I mean, there's there's this country has you know local legends and myths of of area monsters that have existed for long times. Native Americans have them, of course. There's Bigfoot, Sasquatch, and we have I mean we have in in Champ and in, in Lake Champlain. There's supposedly a monster. The Loch Ness monster is the most you know popular one, probably net worldwide of of that kind of creature. What is your thoughts on the monster category of of things going on out there? I, I just like to think that if I don't see it myself, it doesn't mean they don't exist. Uh, you know, like it's there, there's, you know, there's a lot of places for animals to hide on this planet. And there's a lot of dense population and, and whatnot. And I think that, well, and back in June, back in early June, I saw something that turned a lot of our heads that we thought that was a Bigfoot uh, in Kentucky. So there is there is a lot of room, I think, for that. That being said, I think the one that is the flimsiest for me to believe is actually the Loch Ness Monster. Now, the lake monsters, uh, someone made this point, this is about probably 20, 25 years ago, I read an article, he said, if you notice when these or these monster stories began, most of the lakes that these monsters live on were areas where they weren't getting a lot of tourism. And like Lake Champlain or, or Loch Ness, which have you, have you, have you ever been up to Loch Ness? Oh yeah, I have. I've been out to Oban and Inverness and mm. just right over to uh, Loch Ness. And, and no, I did not see a, a monster there. When I visited. <laughs> I was, I've been there too. It's gorgeous. It is a stunningly yep. beautiful place. It really is amazing. And it's this really kind of weird lake because I probably, most of it, it's no wider than Bede Makaska in a lot of places. No. And it just, but it goes down incredibly deep. It does, and so like the the width of of uh, Loch Ness at its most is about a mile and a half wide, and the length of Loch Ness that you go from the start to the begin end to beginning to the end of Loch Ness is roughly about twenty two miles. So I mean, there's a lot of room in there, but for something to have been seen since I think it's like. Uh, 565 AD or something that they first had the first sighting of this thing. That's a long time for anything to live. Well, and and it, you also, okay, so let's talk specifically Loch Ness Monster. If yeah. there is a monster in there, 
it clearly cannot be an air breather like a dolphin or a whale. It has to have gills. It has to be living at yep. a deep level. And it also has to have a substantial amount of food at very low depths, which is not something that lock has. I mean, that's one of the problems they've had with with this is that, okay, for an animal of this size, it would need to have eating be eating about this much food. And we're talking over generations and generations. And just yep. the deeper you get into that lake, because a lot of the bottom of that lake is peat moss and stuff, it it's not really conducive to a a, a large, you know, you know, feeding population of fish. A lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of fish that would be needed to sustain a creature of that size. I would agree, and I'd also throw in there it would also need a mate yes. because there is there is no way that this is a fifteen hundred year old sea monster. I mean, I know that my job is to believe that anything is possible, but this is where credibility really runs out for me. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people that need a mate, but I mean, this is this is kind of we were talking generations and hundreds of years. It's kind of one of those things where you you you, you, you clearly you would have to have a breeding pair of existence, which then and you and I, and I both know when an animal goes extinct on the planet, usually it is down to like two and they can have a breeding pair, but that's it. You, you've gotten to yeah. a point where the, 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 the species is going to die. So in reality, what are we talking? 10 or so of these things would have to be down there for them to have existed for hundreds of years without, without a, a break in the lineage. And about in varied size as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it, yeah, no, the whole thing is it's, it's, you know, in a, in a, in a unique sense, it's a romanticized, thought of what can exist out in Scotland, but I, until I see, uh, you know, someone find one, uh, my my thought is this one, not so much. You know, when you bring up, when was the first uh, sighting, supposedly, of a monster back then? I, 565 AD. 565. You want to know the truth is, I'll give more credence to that, even though yeah. we're talking about locals that just don't they they don't know half the, the the botany and the zoology of the area as it is. I'll give more credence to that back then than I do today because back then they're not looking at tourism, they're not looking at celebrity, they're not looking at this. They're just scared by something. Versus today, where I mean, it, you know, it is a little bit of a trek to go from Inverness over to Loch Ness, and it, it's a little bit of a trek to get up to Inverness. You're going into northern Scotland. It's not near Glasgow or Edinburgh. You have to actually intend intentionally go there. And so, you know, I, I, I think a lot of people, it's a very feasible thing. You put out a cute little story like this and you see if you can get some tourism. And if you've been there, you've seen it as well. That, that lake is dotted with these, these Loch Ness monster tours, museums, totally. all that stuff. I mean, it is a moneymaker for them. It is, but you know, there's, I've, I've known of people, not personally, but I've watched people who set up campers and stuff and they don't visit they live out there and you're telling me all like you said all of those tourist traps all the people who are living out there hundreds of people this last weekend looking for something and yet after 1500 years we don't have any conclusive evidence one way or the other i think that that to me, that tells me quite the tale. They also shoot themselves in the foot quite a bit here. We heard some fantastic, bizarre sounds on Friday, said Alan McKenna from Loch Ness Exploration. 
on Sunday. The Lognes Center in Inverness, Scotland, described the sounds as four or five distinctive noises on Facebook. But the noises were not captured on audio as the recording equipment was not plugged in. I mean, okay, the call's coming from inside your own house at this point. Uh, it's, you know, great. <laughs> so describe what it is. Yeah, no, I, it just, they, 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 if there was something there, especially in this day and age, I mean, when I was there, I was there in the 90s. And so people still took cameras out yep. there. But yep. we've had 10 years of everyone carrying a phone camera with them at all times. Where's that photo? I mean, at, it's ludicrous at this point in my mind, with it especially being a bit touristy, that there isn't more than just a, well, you know, we, we saw a wave on the lock. Well, I, I see waves out on Lake Minnetonka. I'm not saying it's a monster, for goodness sakes. <laughs> Right, right. Well, and, 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 you know, even the most famous of the Loch Ness Monster pictures, the one that they call the Surgeon Photograph uh, from 1934, it's the black and white one with looks like its head sticking out of the water. If you ever watched In Search Of, that's always yeah. like at the beginning of every episode. That was deemed uh, a hoax a couple of years or a year or so ago, which is like my favorite picture. That was what kept me hanging my hat on this. But what it seems to be it was like an eel like the tail of an eel or something and it's like well once that once that was disproven i'm like i'm out of here i this doesn't <laughs> this doesn't do it for me well i i will go we'll, we'll come back to the states here champ on lake champlain you know once again it's 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 I, well i haven't have you has there been any sightings of champ lately i mean there were a few in the 80s but that it seems like you know that, that people haven't really paid attention to that one anymore no, no, and and you know also like Pepe, the the Lake Pepin sea monster, <laughs> you know that that's another one that you know people say I've seen waves or they have the great stories, but then you know they're all stories. No one, it's always funny how everyone is. All these researchers are documenting. That's what they do. They document, except like with the audio. When it comes time to actually, <laughs> this is your moment to shine. Oh, I left the camera in the car. Oh, I forgot to plug in the who? How do you forget to plug in the audio? I don't understand. Why shouldn't that always be plugged in the moment that you leave? I don't know. I, I maybe I'm doing this wrong. Well, I'm going to guess Pepin and Champlain got gentrified. I mean, that property is valuable. <laughs> you're you're looking at you know millionaires flying in from the from the from the metro areas to try to get into their big cabins that that kind of takes care of those myths as alone so uh, right. so, uh chupacabra uh is another one that's out there um I, you know it, it, it's not exactly a, a sparsely populated border there's a lot of things out there that's where they see it. it's the mexico u.s border on the south is la chupacabra um any any thoughts on that one you know, I mean, once again, unless we don't ever really see it, I mean, I, I always wonder, these things always start off by just one person who sees like a dog that might have looked a little mangy, just a little bit disheveled, and suddenly stories go out of control. If there are chupacabras <laughs> out there, then then fine. I, I would love to be proven wrong. You know, at least with the with the Bigfoot stuff, we, we have a lot of stuff around it that I really feel comfortable being like, I am very open to, to it. Plus I, I believe I saw one. So, I mean, I'm, I'm much more in that boat. The other, these other cryptoids, because uh, it's part of uh, cryptozoology is the, the area that the, these all belong in. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're fine, but it's the, 
there isn't a lot to go on in a lot of these cases. So it's really tough to for me to to extend. I, I don't want to ever say I don't believe because that's not my place to do so. But unless you have something to show me, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to really think too much about it then. I think the funny, you, 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 they see the dog from the movie Coco, and they also <laughs> like, oh, it's a chupacabra. Okay, but, well, okay, I'm going to go back to Bigfoot, because here's, okay, so one of the things we can talk about with Loch Ness is it's a way to create tourism, and it clearly has in this case. Um, there, I, I've read a few things. I, I'm a, I'm a little less, uh, you know, skeptical about the Bigfoots and what they call the large ape family. I mean, one of the first stories that you saw on it was someone was climbing up in the Himalayas and they came across these huge abominable snowman tracks. And the first thing, you know, you kind of look at is like, okay, so you're saying you hauled up these fake footprints all the way up to the top of the mountain? No, of course you didn't. And it negates the idea of you're trying to create a tourist trap because you're not going to create a tourist trap at the top of one of the the Himalayan mountains. So it, there is some things there and they've, they've said that, you know, there are monkeys, you know, the monkey species and large monkeys and large apes. The idea that this could possibly be out there, I mean, there was at one point large beavers, large bears, large lions. I mean, this is something that there was stuff like this existed. And the fact that there has been a lot of people that have said it, I'm not necessarily negating the idea of Sasquatch or, uh, you know, the abominable snowman out in the, the Himalayas or anything like that. But I think a lot of the times what happens is it's more it's more valid to me when the sighting is somewhere where they're not trying to create a tourism thing. It's just out in the middle of nowhere. And it's like, OK, this is weird. No, absolutely. And I think the, um, the you know, not to not to promote my own show or anything, but by all means, I... promote your own show. It's a great show. <laughs> Ten o'clock weeknights. It's Greg Bakken and Ghost Box Radio. I just did it for you. There you are. I appreciate it. Last last week we had. A uh, gentleman on by the name of M.K. Davis, and I don't know if you've ever seen or remember this uh, Bigfoot film that was taken in 1967 called the Patterson Gimlin film. It is the most uh, the the most recognized film of this creature that's just walking out pr- pretty much in the open in a clearing in a mountainous area that uh, two people caught on film, and you look at that film. And you look, you, you show it, you, I mean, it's now been cleaned up, it's 4K, people are really looking at it, and they're looking at the muscle structure, like even in the thighs and whatnot, this is not a costume that, this, that, is, that someone is wearing. This is some kind of animal. They were able to get a clear look at, it, at her face, they, just, they, they were able to figure out it's a female. And you look at this, and to me, there is no doubt in my mind this is not a hoax. This is something else. And it's, you know, that to me, that to me works. Loch Ness Monster, not so much so. Well, and by the way, the avatar on pretty much every one of my social media pages is a screen grab from that video. That is, Uh, that is. (laughs) But that actually goes, you want to hear a funny story? I'm at the gym. This is about 12 years ago. And this woman is apparently flirting with me and she sees I have a lot of arm hair and she goes, aren't you the sexy Sasquatch? And I said, really hot Bigfoot. That's where you're going with this. Okay. All right. Uh, (laughs) Thanks anyway, though. Uh, Good good, good luck with your, 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 your desires in life. Uh, But you know, I, 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 I think that there are sometimes I will say this when I hear of Sasquatch, in, in and I'm not saying I'm. This is not going against you. Kentucky, Florida, uh, Boston. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those things. If I hear it there, it's like there's a lot of people there. And once again, we're back to the camera stuff. If it's northern Minnesota, 
if it's the, the, the Rocky Mountains, which are expansive and sparsely populated, Canada is you know, wild, wide swaths of sparsely populated areas. I can very easily buy there are there are species of multiple creatures that we don't know of. I wouldn't be surprised if there was an unknown cat species up in these areas because there's so many area there. It it does it wouldn't surprise me. So I, I think that that's what gives it validity to me a little bit more than say the Loch Ness monster is that there is that there are plenty of places that they're not trying to bring tourists in that this thing could be walking around in. No, but I and I would agree with that very much. So, in fact, I sent you uh, a photo, and I'm going to send you another photo. Not that this is great for radio. Okay, go you're, ahead. you're the only one that's going to be able to see it. But it's it's uh, when we were in Kentucky, uh, we 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 came across what's a uh, kind of a looks like a nest, but it's actually like a warning thing. Yeah, so that's a that's from the film. The most clear picture we got from that patterson gimlin not we but the the re, the re, uh restores i'm by the way i'm showing this up on the live stream feed you can see the picture there of the, the this is the updated cleaned up version of that film and i mean that's not a mask that someone's wearing but then i sent you a picture of not the not the nest but it's like a warning for other uh beings in that area and you can see these trees are just uh bent and they create a structure and I'm showing this as well up on the video screen. No, and that's that's something I have seen. Not only you saw it in Kentucky. That's something that the the Native Americans have talked about up in in Canada, where they'll yeah. find these massive trees that have been bent to the ground, but it's not following a wind pattern in any capacity. I mean, sometimes that happens. Wind will knock a tree down, but usually knocks multiple trees down. These trees are coming in from all these different angles, and there doesn't seem to be an explanation for that. So that there there is something there. I. I, uh, yeah. I all right, so I think we've solved some problems here. And nothing against the fine folks. Go see Loch Ness. It's gorgeous. And the, and the single malt scotch is is, is amazing. Uh, avoid the haggis. But, you know, you'll have a good time. It's beautiful. But I, I think we, 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 we've kind of, you forgot to plug in the audio, you say. Okay. All right. Yeah, maybe next time you'll remember it. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> uh, what do you have on your show coming up tonight? Uh, we have uh, Joe Frankie. He is somebody who has uh, investigated with Ed and Lorraine Warren. Uh, for those who don't know who those two are, uh, the Conjuring films are mm-hmm. based off of them. So we got that, and we got uh, just a we got just really a, a good week full of uh, wonderful people. And then we also have next week uh, Cindy Kaza is going to be on. She is uh, on one of the TV shows, uh, The Dead Files. And so we were really excited that we just got her. We just got that confirmed literally a couple minutes ago. So okay. we're just we're just turning away over here. You got to promise me something uh, before before Halloween. You and I got to you're going to have to haul me out to a haunted house, I, and I'll be the judge. I'll be Johnny Skeptical here. I'll come on in. Okay. All right. That sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> let's, let's let's maybe try to find it in the North Loop. We can go get some of that pizza down there. It's fantastic. Uh, you know, so like we'll kind of time it up with a dinner thing. Uh, Greg Bakken, uh, Coast Box Radio, ten o'clock weeknights. If you're not listening, it's a great lineup we have. Rick Smith, then Greg, then of course we have Patty Vasquez. Make sure you're listening every weeknight right here. Greg, thank you very much. I appreciate your expertise, my friend. Thank you very much. Good talking to you. Good chatting with you, Greg Bakken. Fantastic show. And you know what? He's he's phenomenal. You even just heard him. It's like okay, this is a little bit of reach. That's what I like about the guy. He he's 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 honest and he'll evaluate.
I like them. If you're not listening, listen. It's great stuff. 952-946-6205. 952-946-6205. Uh, we'll take a break. Come on back. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950.